Hi, hello. Welcome to the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm Michael Foreman, author. Yes, hi again. It's Michael Foreman, author here, speaking to you all the way from the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm talking about all things dark fiction and writing and the content that goes into my novels, which is a mix of erotica, sexless marriages, photography, intimacy, affairs, and yes, it's all adult fiction. If you're under the age of 18, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast or reading my books. Today's podcast is about a review that I received recently through goodreads.com. Now, originally the review was on amazon.com, but I recently retitled the book with a new cover and I lost the review. It still appears on goodreads.com and you're able to go and see the review. But before I get into my book and I get into the review, let me talk to you a little about what's going on in the world. I rarely talk about news items, current affairs, events, sports or otherwise during my podcast because when I was doing research and developing a podcast, I quickly came to understand that anyone who spoke about a current event dated the podcast. You see, these podcasts can live for a long time. You don't know when it was recorded and posted to the internet unless you have a look at the file name that comes with the podcast. If you're a frequent listener to my podcast, you'll know when it was released because it appeared in your feed at the time I released it. But for anyone else, if you're not paying attention to dates, you listen to the audio in the track and wonder when it was actually recorded. Well, this particular one was recorded at the height of the coronavirus. We are now in March 2020, so there you go. It dates this podcast, and forever and a day, or until I remove it from the internet, it's a snapshot of what was happening at the time it was being recorded. And I thought to mention something of it right now, because there are a lot of people out there who are fearful. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't really know what the virus is going to cause for their lives, for their work and their social life. But at the moment... There have been a lot of shutdowns in industry and commerce. Flights are not moving around countries. As I think nearly everyone is in lockdown in some way, shape or form. Being in Australia, an island nation, we have shut our borders, I think, practically on nearly everyone. And if it hasn't happened today, by the end of today, it's probably going to happen very shortly. Isolation, self-isolation is a word that nearly everyone is using today and 14 days is the period that most people are trying to aim for to figure out whether they're going to live or die. It all sounds quite dire. It isn't dire. Let me tell you from my understanding, this is just another form of virus that infects our body and viruses have been infecting our body since the beginning of time. It just happens to be a new virus, one that we haven't seen for a while, but its symptoms and its outcomes are very similar to that of the flu. Remember that every virus that's inside our body and the bacteria that we come into contact with is part of the evolutionary process of life. We will prevail. I'm not worried about it. I'm 55 and I'm an asthmatic. There are certain things that I have to be careful of each and every time I get a cold or a flu. I've had pneumonia a few times in my life, and it's been touch and go. This particular virus doesn't seem to be as transmissible, but it has the same outcomes as the flu. And there are debates on the numbers, but I think if we just treated each other and our life 
with the same respect that we should give the flu, then I think we shouldn't have all this hysteria going on. But in the meantime, self-isolation is that key word, and that means people are staying home. They're watching movies, they're surfing the internet, and they're reading books. So this is the area that I deal with the most, my books. They are real-life stories wrapped up in fiction. My novel, Darkness Awakes, is based on a sexless marriage. And you can come to my website at www.mfp.com.au forward slash your throat to read more of the kind of content that you're going to see inside my novels. Also, the rest of my podcast is there. So if you're a newbie to my podcast, come along and have a listen there. Or you can pick it up at Spotify or iTunes. Just do a search for the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast and you'll see Michael Foreman appear. I have got three channels. One is for dark fiction. This is the one you're listening to now. And the second one is the Sexless Marriage Podcast, and that's for anybody who's in a loveless, sexless relationship. And then you've got its antithesis, the Erotica Podcast, for the more steamier sections of my novels. So if you're in a situation like that, or you'd like to understand more about situations like sexless marriages and psychotic episodes and depression and psychological thriller stories, then this is the kind of book for you. If you're a reader or a fan of Dean Koontz or Stephen King, you're in my neighbourhood. Download a copy. It's available free from Kindle Unlimited if you're a member. If I come back to what today's podcast is all about, it's about reviews. I've always asked people on my podcast and also on my blogs to do a review of my books. After you've finished, please go back to Amazon.com or go to Goodreads.com and do a review there. I'm an independent writer and publisher, so I ask, I don't demand, and I don't pay for reviews of my books. I don't do that. I just ask genuine readers like yourself to, once you've read the book, to go back to where you got it from and do a short review. It doesn't have to be a lengthy one, but it has to be an honest one. I think future readers are more appreciative of real-life reviewers than some of the paid ones that you see with five stars. You do that for me, and I'll give you a big thanks here on the podcast, as well as on my website at www.mfp.com.au forward slash your throat. But today, it's about a review that came to me from Nebraska, all the way from Nebraska. If you know anything about geography and the world map, Nebraska is about as far away from where I am in Australia as can be. It's incredible. I was so chuffed to see this one appear, and the reviewer gave me a good write-up and a fair write-up, all right? Not everything was perfect. And that's what I think good reviews are about. There are things in a book that you read that you don't always agree with, some elements of it. Either a character just doesn't sound right or a location isn't perfect or maybe there's not enough detail given to elements of the story to make the story happen. I get that and I think genuine people from the reading public have their own opinions and not everything in a book is absolutely perfect. To have a five-star glowing review with not a negative insight is kind of off-putting and disingenuine to me. I know when I go out to watch a movie or to a restaurant and I'm looking for online reviews, I disregard the five stars. I disregard the one stars. People get a gripe for any reason. 
and they go straight to social media and start to bag the company with a one-star review. They even go to goodeats.com or whatever equivalent you've got out there and do a one-star review on them there because their cheese toast wasn't cheesy enough. You know, the rest of the meal, which was nine-tenths of the experience, was perfectly fine and definitely wasn't worth one star. One cheese toast is not enough to bring it down to one stars. I see it all the time with software and apps. You go to the Google Play or you go to iTunes and you get people who say, oh, there's too many commercials in my free app. The app would be fine if it didn't have commercials in it. One star. Well, that's completely ridiculous and unfair. You mean to say the app is brilliant because if it was bad, you would have said something about the app. You said nothing about the app. You said everything about the ads, and you gave the app one star. Okay, pay for the proper version and then do a proper review. In the meantime, don't complain about getting a free piece of software. So I never really believe a lot of these reviews at the top end and the bottom end of the scale. I always look at the two and a half to four and a half stars and get a general consensus in that area because I can tell you that they'll be a lot more honest and believable. Having said all of that, my reviewer gave me five stars. So she says, couldn't put it down, among many other things. And then she covered way more of the content in the review than I ever expected. For those who are new at playing the home game, Darkness Awakes, and I said it was formerly Seething's, is one of my novels. It's dark fiction based around a sexless marriage. I've already mentioned that. It's also about a photographer and five innocent victims. You come to my website and you get more detail from there. But this unsolicited review came in and I thought, well, why not share it with you? Unsolicited, unbiased reviews. I'm reading from a blog right now, so if you under- so if you think I'm covering old, old ground in the podcast, I am. But I, I wrote it down just to make sure I'd get it right for the podcast. Unsolicited, unbiased reviews of novels written by readers are rare, and that is absolutely true. Most of the ones promoting books online have been paid for by publishers and authors. That's what explains the five stars on the promo, but when you come to read the story, it's worth quite a bit less. Think about it. If you're a prolific reader, ask yourself this question. How many book reviews have I done in my life? Like me, you read those books... And when you're finished, you put them on the shelf without another thought. Unless we absolutely love it or we absolutely hate it, which is that one-star or five-star spectrum that I was talking to you about before. Well, this reviewer decided to say something without any encouragement and then give it a score. She lives in Nebraska. I'm in Australia. You couldn't get any further apart. And I knew nothing of her until after the review appeared on my desktop. Now I'll give you the full, unabridged version of her review. It's quite lengthy, but it is truthful. And I believe, from her aspect, accurate. Remember, these aren't my words, even though I'm saying them to you. The words I'm about to speak come from a stranger, Beth Kay. It was amazing. While this book starts out a bit slow, featuring... An especially unlikable drunken bore is the focus of the first chapter and a couple of chapters following which didn't seem to flow, leaving me confused. I persevered reading. I'm very glad that I did. The book became difficult to put down and it was not until well into the book that we see how the boorish character from the first chapter fits into the story. 
By that time, I was unable to put the book down. A significant side plot of the protagonist's steamy affair entered into because of his unhappy, sexless marriage, one which looks good on the outside, with his wife talking about plans for pregnancy and children, a nice home and so on, is anything but that in the relationship. The husband and wife are in counselling with a Christian counsellor who is not even touching on the actual problems with their relationship. The protagonist kidnaps and terrorises this counsellor for wasting his time and money while his wife is utterly enamoured with him. Thunderstorms play a key role in the plot of the story. The protagonist and his wife are visiting a couple of their friends and a description of their home coming down around them. The protagonist gets everyone to safety, although he doesn't remember his heroic rescue, but merely the menacing presence in the home during the disaster. There are bodies discovered after these storms, which have often been dead for some time, with most of the evidence of how and where they happened. Is there one serial killer on the loose, or several? Or are these murders even related? Chasing these thunderstorms for photography is a passion, plus a cover which the protagonist uses to visit his lover. Seethings, which is now a title, what did I say? Darkness Awakes, vividly explores the depression, despair and crazy making of life in a sexless marriage. The wife keeps saying they are trying to make a baby, saying that this trying to get pregnant is going well although there's been no luck, probably because they're not having sex. She says the timing isn't right. The protagonist is quite misogynistic, but how his wife acts, how his lover acted regarding her husband and marriage, is quite evident how he came to these opinions. Feminism is thought to be a very ugly thing, and why he thinks that way is unsurprising from how he was brought up and how he's seen women act. This was a very good book. I would certainly not recommend it for anyone under 18 because of its adult language, themes and scenes. She goes on to say it's available as a Kindle book, downloadable from Amazon, you can get it as a paperback and it's free from Amazon Unlimited. And then she stamped it with five stars. I didn't ask her to do that. I didn't demand her to do that. She just did it, and I'm really thankful. It's not a perfectly written review. There are words missing, and the phrases are a little bit disjointed, but it's an honest review and a genuine one. Now it gives you some insight to the kind of material that I'm writing, because although I try and release bits and pieces to the internet through my website, I don't want to give it all away, but it's always interesting to hear what it sounds like and how it reads from a stranger. Beth Kay, thank you very much. I do appreciate you doing that review. So there you go. Thanks from me, Michael Foreman, on the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast. And if you would like to come to my website at www.mfp.com.au forward slash your throat, you too can order yourself a copy or go straight to Amazon, type in the word darkness awakes and Michael Foreman and you'll be able to download yourself a copy before the end of this podcast is finished. You might be able to start reading the very first page. Don't ask me how you're able to listen to a podcast and read text at the same time, but if you can do it, fair enough, go ahead. So now you've got a task. Go to Amazon.com, do a search for Darkness Awakes by Michael Foreman, click download, 
And you all know how to download, don't you? They've got files for nearly every electronic device on the market. In fact, I don't think there's one you can't. You can do it. You can read a book on your laptop, your mobile phone, an iPad, a tablet, anything. All right. And don't forget Kindle and Kobo readers and so forth. There's thousands of ways to be able to access this stuff. And you can very well be reading it before the end of this podcast. Although I'm getting very close to the end of it now. And I always have a sign-off and a little piece of music. you notice that the music is done by Creedence Clearwater Revival. It's called Have You Ever Seen the Rain? It's only a very short excerpt of it, but it's the kind of uh, entry and exit music that I like for my pieces because in life it can rain. And I know that rain brings fertility and growth, but often we use the words, don't rain on my parade, meaning we don't want those dark clouds to spoil our life. In real life, though, the clouds do come. Not everything in this life is a happy ending, or has one. We keep trying to live one and being disappointed. Read my book, Darkness Awakes, or its sequel, Waves of Darkness, today to get an idea of just what I'm talking about. And remember, it can always rain on your parade. See you later. (laughs) 